Hello, I'm Rebecca, the founder of Trio, and welcome to Pep Talks with Trio. Trio is the leading solution for workplaces to support their people during every life transition, from starting a family to retiring, and every life event in between. On Pep Talks with Trio, we chat to our expert partners for advice on how to best navigate these common, complex, and often messy life stages that happen during our working career. Keep listening as we connect the dots between life and work with the simple aim of education and empowerment. After all, life happens at work. Today on Pep Talks with Trio, we're speaking with Sarah Queenan, Founder and Managing Director at Humanify HR Consulting. We'll be talking about burnout awareness and prevention. Sarah, welcome. Please can you tell us, hello, please can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the work you do at Humanify HR Consulting? Yeah, so thank you very much, Rebecca, for the introduction there. That that was lovely. Humanify HR Consulting, we're a purpose-driven provider of workplace relations, leadership, culture, coaching, and HR consulting services. I'm an experienced HR practitioner and senior leader, so I've worked in both the private and the public sector with qualifications in psychology and law. As a trained lawyer, I take a little bit of a different approach to HR and my area of specialisation in HR is in workplace relations. So, however, we work with organisations both small, medium, large in both public and the private sector based here in Canberra is where we are predominantly based. And our mission at Humanify HR is very much to put the human into human resources, which is why I'm really looking forward to speaking with you today because Trio, your company, has a very similar purpose in that sense. So I'm really looking forward to the conversation today. Yeah, we certainly do believe that humans should be looked after and, you know, whether it's human resources or human connection. um, Yeah, we strongly believe that organisations really do need to take a human-led approach to managing and looking after their people. Um, So on that front, obviously, burnout is a big issue and a big concern for many people in the workplace, particularly leaders and HR at the moment. Um, now we've spoken before and I know prevention is, you know, the, the area of burnout that you look at. Can you talk us through a bit more sort of why is prevention important to you and, and you know, your commitment to raising awareness around burnout? Sort of where's that come from? Yeah, so it is really important to me. And I think what really surprised me at Humanify HR Consulting earlier this year, we conducted an online poll asking respondents you know had they experienced burnout in the last 12 months and I was really blown away because 85% of people actually said over the last 12 months they had experienced burnout so it's a huge issue in in that sense so I think and it's a concern for organizations everywhere at the moment and really what's happening in the dialogue around burnout awareness and prevention at the moment is really not in that space it's not in the awareness and prevention space It's more in the what to do once you've already experienced burnout. Mm. And I think there's a real opportunity for managers and organisations to play a more active role in, you know, supporting people so that they can burnout proof their organisations and protect people from the harms associated with burnout. And I think the reason for this is very much when people are already experiencing burnout, they're already suffering from quite significant both physical and psychological issues. So I think the recovery from burnout um, is quite extensive in terms of the amount of time it takes someone to feel well again after an episode of burnout 
So we really hold the view that, you know, prevention is better than a cure in that sense and that organisations can be doing doing more in that space to actually stop burnout from in, in its tracks because there's actually a benefit to both organisations and individuals in, in that sense. Mm. So if we look at the symptoms and prevention, what what would leaders what firstly what do symptoms look like can they be misdiagnosed or misconstrued in other ways and secondly how you know what what do organizations is are those symptoms the only things that organizations need to look for or are there um traits within an organization that lead to burnout i.e you know working hours or lack of flexibility is there organizational things that um, organizations do which lead to burnout and then what are the symptoms that individuals or managers need to be aware of to say we may now be you know in that space with our people yeah so I think the best place to start here is the Maslach Burnout Inventory. It's called the MBI and it was established by Christina Maslach. She's a researcher in burnout um, that is highly regarded in this space. And she looks at six root causes that organisations and managers should be looking at. So looking at workload, perceived lack of control, lack of reward or recognition, poor relationships, lack of fairness and values mismatch. So that's the technical term. But I wanted to spend some time as well talking about very much how burnout is misunderstood and how it can be misunderstood, particularly in Australian culture. So people can really stigmatise what burnout is and what it is in that sense, which can be really difficult. So some of the stigmas that are associated with burnout is, you know, it's reflective of someone's individual weakness. So in their own personality, things like they just weren't tough enough for the job is often, you know, in the Australian colloquialism and the language that we experience there. Um, sometimes, you know, um, older generations in the workplace can look at it as it's a fancy term that's been invented up by millennials that they talk about on, you know, their social media platforms like TikTok and the like, you know, it's not something that exists. And I think that leads to even worse. What we see is that, that it can be rejected as a concept altogether. So burnout is just, you know, seen stigmatised mm. as a cop-out for people that don't want to work hard or hard enough. Mm. And I think spending some time in this place is really important because in our culture, we have a tendency to de define people by how they work, what their role is, how hard they work. So it's really easy to understand how these misconceptions around burnout can be formed. Mm. I think if we look at, even at the moment, things that are happening in the media with, you know, Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter, mm. in his current role as, you know, ch chief twit of, of Twitter, there's reports coming through about how, how he's communicating with employees in that organisation around very much, you know, you need to be more hardcore, you need to be working longer hours, um, you know, you need to be coming in and sleeping in the office is kind of the impression that's been, been put out through that. So I think very much what we look at in, in many ways, we're responsible for this culture that we've created and the misconceptions that we've created around burnout at work. Mm. And I think holding this view, you know, if you don't want to be a hardcore worker and you don't want to work, you know, 70 or 80 hours a week, um, very much the view is that you're not less of a person or less committed Mm -hmm. to your role um, there's a need I think really to change the conversation around those misconceptions and those stigmas that are out there because that's really an important place to start 
Yeah. Well, it'd be very interesting to see, you know, Unilever have got just moved to that four day week. Be really interesting to see how that impacts employee well-being um, and if that has any impact sort of around burnout or anything like that. I'm not sure if anyone's doing sort of statistics or research on that, but, um, you know, extensive hours obviously is not conducive to a healthy human. Um and so in terms of the sort of symptoms, you know, when um, what would be the first things as an individual, if I'm going to be concerned about myself, um, what are the what what are the symptoms that I should look out for? Is it, you know, extreme tiredness? Is it the feeling of depression? And say, um, you know, I, we've I've done some um, conversa- has conversations with one of our mental health partners as well. And there's, it's easy for these term, term, terms and terminology um, and symptoms and outcomes to be um, maybe either misdiagnosed or attributed to one thing and not another. You know, does, is burnout, does burnout cause, say, depression or does depression cause burnout or are they completely separate things? Yeah, so I think very much burnout often is approached as being, you know, only a psychological phenomenon and that it is only attributed to that. But what we're starting to understand as we look at the research is that burnout is actually can cause quite physical symptoms for people as well. So, you know, you don't always have to be someone that has experienced a psychological illness to be um, highly at risk of um, burnout mm. it can be something that kind of creeps up on anyone over time so the world health health organization has their definition of burnout where very much they see it as a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that's not being successfully managed mm-hmm. and it's characterized by three dimensions so feelings of energy depletion and exhaustion increased mental distance from a person's job including their behaviors you might be seeing as a manager that they're starting to act a little bit more negative or cynical towards Mm -hmm. their job and their role at work and you you might be thinking as a manager this is not this person's really changing they've never been like this before what what's going on Mm -hmm. and you'll see too with the definition from the world health organization the final element of that is reduced productivity and efficacy so particularly if you're noticing someone in your team that potentially previously they've been a really high performing member of your team and you know they're starting to really not give a hundred percent like they normally would on the job these are all really key factors as a manager that you'll be looking for in terms of of, of those elements if we go quickly back to the mbi so maslach's burnout inventory as well one of the key root causes she refers to is relationships and quality of relationships. And the reason I raise that is back to your question, Rebecca, about what managers are looking for is often you're looking at someone where when they're burnt out, they're often using all of their energy that they have left just to turn up to work and actually get through the day. That is their goal. They're not kind of having goals to be a highly social you know, member of the team and create new relationships, you know, you'll be noticing where you're seeing them withdraw Mm. from the team because they're conserving their energy because someone that's experiencing burnout in that space, as I said, they're just using all their energy to get from, you know, A to B, you know, through, through the start and finish of the day. So you'll be seeing things like them really withdrawing from relationships with colleagues 
you might also become aware that potentially they're having relationship issues outside of work as well because let's face it burnout is not just a workplace issue it's something when someone's taking that home they've got less time for their partners their children their other family members so I think it's really those types of things that you're starting to be on the lookout for that they're really key red flags as a manager that you've got to start thinking what's going on here I need to start having a conversation with this person because I'm thinking that they could be experiencing burnout and if they're not potentially they're well on their way to potentially experiencing burnout so they're some of the really key key factors to be on the lookout for yeah so I mean we're it's essentially high rates of workplace stress are causing this um this phenomenon and this reaction which is multifaceted within individuals and we all experience it, it, it in different ways um and it's very clear to see the ripple effect from that individual out into their personal life but also the work life and it's really clear to see as a manager the negative impact that burnout will have back within the team and the business as a whole. So if we then track back and look at that prevention, what should managers or organisations do um, sort of internally to reflect or do almost a self-diagnosis of, is my workplace safe for individuals? Are we um, sort of promoting a culture of burnout um, and, and what, what should people be looking for or analysing to prevent that happening? Yeah, so I think there's there's a lot that managers can do and a lot that organisations can do. And I, I think it's not something too that we just lump on managers as a whole because what we know from the research too that managers and leaders are actually more highly uh, high at risk of experiencing burnout themselves. So very much we think about, you know, why do managers need to be concerned about burnout? So we know burnout has really significant impacts on productivity, on organisational culture more broadly, on turnover. We know that health and wellbeing is a really important concept for organisations in terms of really taking that seriously. And I think a great way for managers to approach burnout is to think about it in the same way as concepts that are already familiar to them. So what we look at um, is very much here is the the, the definition of workplace bullying and harassment. That's very well understood by managers and managers understand that they have a role to play when it comes to preventing um, bullying and harassment in their workplace. So we like to use that same concept, although that is not enshrined in our workplace laws that managers have a duty like they do with bullying and harassment to prevent burnout. We like to use the same concept in that a manager should be looking at how they can prevent burnout just in the same way that they do with bullying. So it's really looking at organisations with having a zero tolerance to burnout, Mm. which can be a difficult mindset transition for organisations as well, because let's face it, organisations actually often are the beneficiaries of someone's burnout, because burnout is often something that um, impacts high performing, high potential people, and they will give more, they'll just keep giving until they they get to that point where they're in a, in a burnout state so organizations actually they they benefit from this higher productivity over a short period of time but the mindset shift that needs to be in place there is that that's not a sustainable way of working so I think think that's really important in that sense so yeah there's lots of steps that managers can take and I think the first step here is about raising awareness 
So creating space within your team to talk about burnout. So without judgment, many people are experiencing this. I think I spoke to you earlier on about we did our online poll and 85% of people said they had experienced burnout in the last 12 months. So I think really creating that space within your team to talk about burnout in a faith in, in a way that you will not be judged for sharing your burnout or feelings of burnout. Um, modeling healthy behaviors is another really good way to prevent burnout, to signal that it's okay to have a healthy work-life balance. So it's okay to take leave. It's okay not to respond to emails outside of work. It's okay not to be 24-7 focused on work um, and creating that culture around that. That is really important through modelling those leadership behaviours. Mm-hmm. And we know that studies that show that leaders that do this, they actually conversely get more productivity for, from their team members because their teams will be more highly engaged when they, when they are there. I think looking at creating space, not within your team as a leader and a manager, but across your entire organisation. So looking at ways that you can create groups, um, diversity, we have diversity and inclusion type groups that that, um, are within large organisations, looking at ways where burnout can be put onto an agenda, either of those existing committees or creating a burnout awareness group, you know, in your organisation. So many people, I'm sure you wouldn't have, you know, you wouldn't have many empty chairs at the moment to a committee or a forum within your organisation if you created one to talk about burnout. So I think really creating that space, looking at how it's being um, handled from a WHS perspective, workplace health and safety, Mm. is your organisation actually doing something to treat burnout as a as the true workplace health and safety risk that it is so I think um, that that's really important so I think yeah they're, they're some of the really key steps that I think there that managers need to be focusing on in terms of burnout prevention that's great and there's a huge amount of uh, valuable information there and the one thing that really sticks out for me is um, organizations creating psychological safety so that employees feel safe to speak up you know that it is safe that I my my job is not going to be at risk I'm not going to be perceived in a negative light because this is happening to me um but it is you know it is here to, it is safe for me to discuss this and then you know get the support around that um which you know if you've got your employee resource groups or your advocates or your open forums where you know people are discussing this um it's going to create that safe environment and I think the other thing that you sort of said that really resonated was leaders themselves uh, you know we're talking around how can leaders manage their people within their team you know those leaders also need leaders above them to make sure um so it really is from the top down you know are we looking after the people that are below us and within our remit and within our team um you know from the very top down and you know yes you know, burnout for a very short period of time, you might get um, a huge amount of workload, you know, out of someone, but that is a very short lived benefit. Um, You know, I'd imagine the the long term recovery of getting that person back to being healthy, happy, productive, offsets that short term gain of, you know, high intense productivity that, you know, was achieved at that at the beginning, but that caused the burnout 
over the long term. Do you have sort of any um, studies or indication of how long it takes for somebody to genuinely recover from a period of burnout? Yeah, so in terms of studies on that specific issue, um, you know, I haven't got, got specific data on that, but absolutely, I think it depends how long the burnout has been occurring for as well, because I think with burnout, what we find is that people often they're experiencing it not just, you know, for a week or two weeks, like it can be something depending on their level of natural resilience that they hold. They can be working in an unhealthy burnout environment, an environment that's creating those conditions for burnout for many years. Um, So I think, yeah, very much it just depends how much the burnout, you know, what impact it has on the individual. Is it just a psychological element? Is it a physical element as well? So we know that workplace stress is highly correlated with disease, you know, things like cancer and early death and heart disease and all these types of issues. So I think it was interesting reading some research um, that was conducted in 2019 that they estimated that the impact just to the Australian economy from the health-related effects of burnout is just under $15 billion a year. So things like when we're thinking about unscheduled sick leave and people being off work you know they, they did did some study to quantify that in terms of economic terms so I think that would only be increasing in terms of yeah. um you know how, how burnout is increasing there but I think yeah that there's a lot to that and I think it shouldn't be underestimated because as an organization and running an organization it is tempting to just say you know well this is fantastic for us because we can just you know um hire people and we look at you know higher turnover I think a lot of organizations at the moment they're operating in around a quarter of their workforce on average are turning over at the moment with the great resignation and things like that Mm. that you know you can take this approach of oh well you know in in this environment it's okay to operate in this way but I think yeah the the impacts more broadly it's not just about your organization it's about the broader community impact of of your work practices and what your work practices are doing to people yeah it's more of the moral and ethical um side to how we treat humans within our businesses as opposed to just pushing for um you know outcomes um, you know, in the bottom line, but it clear clearly with a fifteen billion dollar cost of burnout, there it, it's you know I think that goes to show that looking after your people um, is far better from a business. If we're just going to look at from look at it from a business economic perspective, then looking after your people makes economical sense as well as the moral and ethical duty that um, organisations have anyway. Um, Sarah I've loved talking to you this has been so interesting I think the statistics there are uh, shocking um, but also you know a topic that we do need to highlight you know with 85% of people feeling burnout in the last 12 months um, it's clear that it's affecting a huge number of people and the impact to those individuals the community and the organization and team is is far-reaching so it's definitely a topic that needs to be addressed and as you say prevention is definitely better than cure thank you thank you thanks very much thank you for listening to find out more about how trio can support your people visit trio.com